When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear Live Journal, nope, this is going to be an angsty one. Dear Zanga, it's me, Adam Miller, uh, and yeah, I guess you could say things aren't going well today. My cousin CEJ's dead, the one reason I was turned into a Mothman in the first place. So yeah, I guess I shit the bed. And then Susan Wexler said she could save us, but now she's been taken away. I, I'm just feeling so helpless. And, and useless, and angry. I'm going to say it. I'm peeved to hell. But, you know, we gotta we got to save Susan. She's going to help us save not only our world, but the entire universe, probably. Great. We're heroes, and we don't, won't even get re- the respect we deserve. Plus, Amanda's mad at me because, well, I, I guess I haven't really been talking to her much recently. I've sort of been dealing with my inner demons, literally. But, um... I should talk to her before she gets hurt, or she kills us all. Adam Miller standing out, listening to Freak on a Leash. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of motivated mortals and apocalypse apologists. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt, the Woo! Crooked. Go, Shamanda! We love you! That's the baseball team. Uh, all cheering me on. <laughs> I love it. But hey, everybody, I'm Rashawn Dean Scott, and my character is Shamanda Felt the Crooked. And I just wanted to say, I can't feel the way I did before. Don't turn your back on me. I won't be ignored. <laughs> Alan, can you just say my name? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch. And I play Adam Miller, the Monstrous. And I'm a perfect 10. A uh, 10. I am more like a 7. Hi, I'm Erin Rain. I play Crashly Grenadine the Flake. The dictionary defines flake as a small, flat, thin piece of something, and that is scarily accurate. Hi, everyone. I'm Claire Linick. I play Susan Wexler, an expert at monster hunting and even better at whistling. Hey, everybody. I'm Alan Linick. Um, I play the voice of real life Jeff Murdoch and also, uh, Derek Fleifer, who is the divine. And did you guys know that they make Eminem small now? Before we get started, I do want to say we had a wonderful time at the game night with our Patreon members. So thank you all so much for joining us. It was really fun doing the Jackbox Gaming 
And there were some really great t-shirt designs that got generated there. So thanks again so much. And we look forward to doing it again sometime, especially with our newest Patreon member, Charles C. Bastian. Thank you so much for being part of our little operation, Charles C. We are really excited to have you. Ow! Woo! Alan, can we get just a patented woo? Woo! <laughs> Beautiful. When he asks you give your shortest one. <laughs> that was the same one I did earlier, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, where we left off, Shamanda summoned the devil to the Haverford generating station. She then broke her contract and walked into the bowels of the generating station to join Layla, proclaiming that she was going to take over as the head of hell. Susan was grabbed by Shamanda's crew of mind-controlled softball girls and joined Shamanda walking into the dark. Derek, Adam, and Crashly were running to follow, but looked over their shoulders and saw that the world no longer exists outside of this power plant. We'll start off with Shamanda. Shamanda, you had... A moment of realization where you were like, I need to take care of myself. And you summoned Ryder Strong, broke contract, and then Layla contacted you through your telepathy. And she made an offer to you that you could join her. And you did so. So you're walking forward. And as you're moving forward, Shamanda, you're experiencing changes. Kind of what you had seen everybody else having like this growth and like you've seen all the people around you, Crashly, Adam, Susan, to a lesser degree, CEJ, they have always been becoming more powerful versions of themselves. And I think what we've learned is that there, you've always kind of had like maybe some jealousy around that. Would that be accurate? Oh, yeah. Call me green. <laughs> well, <laughs> now we'll call you red because <gasps> you oh. you feel yourself like full on manifesting what you believe yourself to be. And as you continue to walk forward, Rashawn, I have created a new character sheet for you, and I am Whoa. making it visible in our character sheets. It's called Spooky Shamanda. <gasps> Spooky Shamanda! And Spooky Shamanda has a few different moves than regular old Shamanda felt. Spooky Shamanda keeps her crew and her telepathy but you have the new ability Tune In, which allows you to tune in to any monster or minion that you have. Ooh. You can So you can use your telepathy to know exactly where they are or what they're planning. You have Big Whammy, so you can use your weird powers instead of tough to do attacks. And you have the Sight, so you can see invisible spirits and influences, and you can use those to communicate with them and, and maybe even offer deals. The other thing is, as you are walking through and you're experiencing like a weird thing you're just really it's like this when you're on a car radio and you of course shamanda felt is an excellent driver so you know car radios very well you're on one station and it's coming through clean and then when you get to a new location it starts to get a little bit of static and the signal is like degraded and it's it's not working anymore but if you just tilt over one click it goes to the stronger new channel and suddenly it's just coming through completely clean. That's what happens as old Shamanda Felt mm. is gone and replaced by the new improved spooky Shamanda Felt. <laughs> and 
So this is what takes place. And in this moment, you just so from one step, you you truly one step, you're a girl, the next step, you are the queen of hell, as you are walking forward. How does Shamanda feel in this moment? Shamanda feels fucking on the moon, and the moon's on fire, and I controlled the fire, and I'm going to throw that fire into the earth just to watch it burn. (laughs) (laughs) Now take me over! (laughs) And you are just hearing, you hear in your head the voice of Layla again, and she is speaking to you with respect, like an equal, and she just says, you can be everything you've ever wanted. Just join me and help me be free. Yeah, fine. (laughs) (laughs) And you continue on. Behind you, Susan is there. Susan, you are getting dragged by Adriana and Astrid and the other softball girls who are sort of stone-faced, just lockstep walking. What are you doing, Susan? Um, You see in front of you also, you do see Shamanda shift. Yeah, and I have to... I saw Shamanda's kind of storm out, right? I didn't see the deal with the devil, did I? You did. You saw all of that. Um, I'm just going to be yelling to Shamanda like, okay, all right. Um, let's, you know, let's take a different path than this one. And I'm still dead bony, so they can still lift me, but it is going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really, they're struggling with it. You can see that if they had free will, they would be really annoyed, but since they don't, it doesn't seem to be bothering them too much. Right. Uh, um, Shemanda, and I'm going to pull, oh, go ahead. No, please. I'm just going to pull a small pocket mirror out of my pocket <sighs> and try my best to hold it up to Shamanda's face and just be <sighs> like, remember who you are. Get that little light out of my face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying to blind me? I'm the queen of hell. It's just a mirror. Susan, what do you? How do you respond to that? Um, I just like you cry. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. You are angry currently, and that makes sense. Uh, let me see my sheet. If there's anything I can actually do. Okay, I'm going to open up my third eye. Okay. To see uh, basically my best way out of this. Okay. Yeah. Roll for read a bad situation. So this is plus sharp. Oh, God. Okay. Be a good day to roll better. Okay. No, actually, that's good. And then I have minus two, right? Because I'm. No, that's. You have minus two to cool, but not to sharp. Nice. Oh. Wonderful. So then it is going to be an 11. Great. You get to ask up to three questions now or at any point while you're in this sort of as long as you are being like held prisoner by the softball girls, you you are able to use one of your holds. Okay, I'm going to just do one of them Mm -hmm. and say. uh, I think, you know, I know the general answer of probably Layla. But I think I'm going to ask, what's the biggest threat? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Great. As you are, so you're, so it's what's the biggest threat? And, and you have opened up your third eye, correct? Yes, sir. So the way that I'm going to answer this is I'm going to cut over for a second. But trust, your question trust will be you. answered. We're going to cut over to Derek, Crashly, and Adam, who are racing down the halls to try to follow after... 
it's weird because the power plant is just a power plant. It, it's not like there's a lot of space or rooms or anything, but the hallways seem to extend into darkness. The colors of the walls are shifting slightly to a, like a deeper red. The heat is rising. It feels clear. Whoever is in front of you is is exerting consciously or not some control on this space, and it is losing some of its Euclidean lines. And as you're running, Derek explains to you to the best of his understanding what's going on. And Derek, I'm going to go ahead and say what it is that you explain to them, if that's okay with you. Totally fine. So Derek, uh, as he's running, tells you guys about the coherence, oh. which is what seems to be currently occurring which is the following, that the loss of, there are these 36 souls that the universe uses to keep track of itself, essentially. They are what it measures to know if the universe is working correctly or not. And when one of them is irrevocably lost by being damaged and then removed, the universe no longer has a means of measuring itself and returns to a sort of universal wave function, it begins to collapse into superposition where all possibilities are present and overlapping and everything is in existence all at the same time. Everything is, nothing is not. And so everything is coherent in that sense of like everything could exist, but as a result, nothing exists. That is what is starting to happen. The universe is smashing back into a, a state from your perspective, of no longer existing. The problem with that, and Susan is experiencing this, as the universe stops paying attention to itself, the bounds on what can be and what cannot be are loosed, which means as a result, how you see yourself takes on a much greater weight than it normally does. In the, in the normal world, that is just an emotional or a metaphoric thing. But now in the coherence, as possibility becomes much more real, it becomes much more literal. Literally, how you see yourself is who you will become. And so Derek is warning this. And as he does, Susan, what I'm going to say for you is you realize this in the following fashion as you are there, you are very angry. Will you tell us when is another time that you have been this angry in your life? Um, eighth grade, we were doing the musical Annie. And Barb got to play Annie. And I had to play Orphan Number 72. <laughs> <laughs> and as that comes up for you, like this feeling, you know, you're not consciously thinking about it, but anytime you feel a strong feeling, you remember the other times you felt that way. As you're thinking about it and you're remembering Barb and how she always follows you, but also always seems to be a step ahead and kind of has it easy. She doesn't have the moral qualms that you do. You feel something shifting and I'm going to need you to act under pressure. Okay. So roll plus cool, and remember, you're angry. So this is going to be a negative two. Okay, luckily, still um, going to be a nine. Mm. Okay, great. So you are able to hold yourself together as, for a moment, a different Susan Wexler starts to surface, and 
if you look, I have updated our sheet <sighs> and added a second character sheet for Susan Wexler, which is Crooked Wexler. Uh, this is the other version of yourself that I think you, in your heart of hearts, fear maybe that you you truly are or could have been, which is a Susan Wexler who never stopped being an assassin. Yep. Whoa. So, assassin? But you are able to push it away. So the ongoing threat is going to be, for the moment, you are able to keep yourself who you are. But that is always going to be at risk. At any point, you might slide over into being who you fear yourself to be, which okay. is this. So and that's that is my what you risk. And, and as you kind of touch that, that hot wire and pull back, you realize that's what the biggest threat is, is that no one here is stable. Everybody could be whatever they want. And as you're doing that, as you walk, one of the, you look over and the way that it really locks into place is you look over and one of the softball girls is little orphan Annie. <sighs> Oh my god, that's oh my that's gosh. a lot. And she just looks at you and says, "The sun will come up," <gasps> but Where? doesn't and finish I, it. I say back to her the one line I had in the play: "I'm so hungry." <laughs> 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 so knowing what I know and kind of guessing what happened to Shamanda, I'm going to just look over and yell at her. We can save Cej. Great. Yeah. So yeah, you do real and you are correct. You realize that over the last 20 or 30 minutes, Shamanda's sort of emotional whirlwind has caught up to her and and led to this change. And I will say mechanically what this is is your characters are shifting to match the emotional conditions that you have. So mm-hmm. Shamanda felt guilty and it makes sense to me that the way you deal with your feelings is to m- blame it on somebody else. So she blamed the devil and then took his spot, became the mm. devil. Susan is angry. And when you're angry, you damage something or someone, which is what a somebody like Barb would do. So she's sort of shifting over into those things. So if and as you guys take emotional conditions, they are going to change your reality around you. <laughs> so... You, you can tell that this happened to Shamanda, and you tell her that we can fix this, that you can save CEJ. Shamanda, how does that land for you? Um, Shamanda doesn't believe Wexler at this moment. I'm too overcome. Like, what? If you knew we could do this, you shouldn't have let it get to this point. You're the adult. CEJ was right this whole time. We should have never gotten involved at all. And in that, I'm going to try to summon Chet to just come back and bother her. Great, you do. You have control over the damned souls of hell. So oh, wow. he appears and he says, what? No, no, not again. Oh, where is that little sh- Su- Susan? I have never been happier to see Chet Gibbons in my life. <laughs> so- like that was in my mind. I see what Shamanda did. And I w- in my mind, I'm just like, well, that was a misstep. <laughs> because Chet is a like as bad as he was as a boyfriend, he was a very good monster hunter. And so I'm hoping he's going to be able to help get me out of a pinch. So I'm going to explain the situation to him as quick as I can. Great. As you explain to him, we'll cut over to Derek, Crashly, and Adam. As Derek finishes explaining the coherence to the three of you, what do you guys do with this information? 
Uh, well, I think that um, I love this situation. I don't have any conditions right now. And I see myself as Wonder Woman right now, like from a cereal box. Mm-hmm. So I think that like my weapons are getting stronger. I have my... to. I ha- that is really great. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing Uh-oh. happens to Crashly. Oh, no. And oh. Derek, that is really fucking weird. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, but I think I'm getting stronger. <laughs> yeah, of course, of yeah. course. And yeah, that's yeah. important. You totally you believe it. Up. But as you yeah. do, do uh, well, I guess really the question is: Do you tell the other people that you are doing? I, I this? just say, <laughs> I got this. Um, this reminds me of when my mom's n- refurbished Gateway laptop started going slow, and I knew exactly what to do. I don't remember what it's called, but I did this thing that I followed, where a bunch of like multicolored blocks came on the screen for like a couple of hours and after it was done it worked like much faster so i think that's just what we have to do with the world it's called like defracking or something like that <laughs> so all we have to do is like do that and so we just have to find like some codes um and it's a power plant so it must be like full of codes and i think if i just think they're the right codes then they will be so i'm gonna head up to the office and get this taken care of. If Crashly is okay, I'll come with you. <laughs> cool, Adam, are you in? I guess I. Yeah, let's do it. You seem down, but I, I've got to tell you, like I think I got this under control for the first Honestly, time in a long time. I try to put on a, a brave face, but in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't think Ash Crashly knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Great. So, Adam, it sounds to me like you're indulging in a bad habit almost. Yeah, I feel like I don't trust myself anymore. And yeah, Susan said she knew what she was doing, but now we can't find Susan. And I'm just I'm like, well, if Crashly says she knows what's up, I'm going to follow these two because I don't trust myself. Uh, And that's when Adam shifts as a result, (sighs) as he gives up. And kind of flees into another version of himself. Jeff, I've opened it up. And this is your The Wronged character sheet. As you, the Wronged uh, Miller. The Wronged Miller. <laughs> That's a NPC in D&D, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adam Miller, as you are sort of there and you are feeling hopeless and just completely beat down, you don't trust anybody, you don't think anything can work, I think you just... Part of you just wants to get even mm-hmm. and the the sort of feeling of like, this is all wrong, just overwhelms and you guys see Adam Miller. And so Adam Miller, I'm curious, this other version of you, what's different about him? Oh, he looks goth. <laughs> <laughs> His skin gets paler, his hair is dyed black, and a little bit longer covering his face. And he's got Hot Topic chains and bungees. Oh, yeah. All the stuff that would make EJ jealous, Mm -hmm. you have. And you have some new moves as a result. So you know your prey. You have plus one ongoing when you pursue or fight the breed of monster that caused you to lose those that you love. So I believe that would be salamanders and their ilk. You can heal yourself a little bit 
And you can go berserk, which means no matter how much harm you take, you can keep going until the fight ends. Cool. And does this change what you decided to do before you were like, I'll just follow Crashly and Derek? You know, I think once a shift uh, comes over me, I uh, I don't follow them. I, I'm going to use Know My Prey and see if I can find these where the Salamanders are holed up. And I assume that's where they're taking Susan. Yeah, great. Roll uh, to investigate a mystery and add one to it. Okay. Uh, it is a four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, I think, uh, my chain gets caught in a door. <laughs> no, I think what happens okay. similar. The other thing that you uh, you all notice is, well, I don't know if Adam Miller notices this or not, but you have purged yourself of Mothman. Oh, whoa! Okay. Yes, as as you become this person, the oh, this is like this is truly like an alternate possibility of who Adam Miller could have been. Yeah, this is the Adam Miller who didn't become the Mothman. This is the Adam Miller who swore vengeance on the Mothman. This is the Adam Miller whose Whoa. cousin and his cousin's family was taken from him and has spent the last year and a half trying to hunt them down. Like this is truly a different reality of Adam Miller, which is great because you are looking for Layla and how to go. And the answer kind of presents itself when prime walks out from an entrance in front of you and oh, no the prime moth the prime moth man and just says what a disappointment Oof. you are you're the disappointment and i flick my hair <laughs> with my head great and you see to his <laughs> left a familiar form of your aunt and she says we did what we could but it's all over Wait, now. Uh, I, can I see this? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, wait, what? What was TEJ's last name? Cody Ernst Jr. Ernst. Yes. Yep. Mrs. Ernst. What the heck? What are you doing here? She turned me into the Moth Man. What? Um, Mrs. Ernst. What You're the heck a moth is going man? on? I was a moth man. Now I'm just troubled. Hey, good job, buddy. You're not a moth man anymore? Yeah, I fought that addiction off. Now I'm That's straight edge. Honestly, hey, congrats. Really impressive and kind of hot. Anyway, Mrs. Ernst, <laughs> what's going on? And she tilts her head, and you realize. You have made a mistake, Crashly. You have addressed this thing like it's a person. And it is not. As her moth wings appear behind her and she tackles into you. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I even. Never, I'm going to do Thank never God again. You're stronger. Okay, yeah. <laughs> great. So you are going to do never again. So what? Yeah. So that's like a 10 plus. So you yeah. automatically step in and protect Crashly. But what is the result? Uh, so in a combat, you may choose to protect someone without rolling, as if you rolled a 10 plus, but you may not choose to suffer little harm as my side effect. That's right. So you either, all impending danger is focused on you, you inflict harm on the enemy, or you hold the enemy back. Uh, 
oh, some of those sound good. Mm-hmm. Wait, right? Yeah. Uh, I inflict harm on the enemy. <laughs> okay. So you will inflict harm on the enemy. That does mean all impending danger is not focused on you, and you will oh. not hold the enemy back. Good point. Um, you're wait. You're right. That makes sense. I'm. Can I change that then? Yeah. I'm going to hold the enemy back. That's Great. what I want to do. You bar the door, the doorway that they're that she's flying through. She flies through, and you grab her. She bites into your neck. For, ah! And that is going to be damn. That's a three harm oh. as she bites into your neck, and she is scraping at you. <sighs> As you hold the door, but you are able to block the hallway for Derek and Crashly for the moment as Prime just sort of impassively watches. Run! Um, should yeah, we help I, you? Yeah, oh. we should help him. Yeah. Help! Um, <laughs> so I'm going to use um, my Haven, which is my fanny pack, which is mm-hmm. my armory. And I'm going to grab... Um, okay, it's like... We actually own one of these in our home. It's like a tennis racket, but it's a bug zapper. But this one oh. is very, very powerful. Nice. So, Wait, I have to ask, yeah? has, has Crashly secretly been building weapons to take down each other member of the Monster Hunters Club? <laughs> <laughs> like Batman? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that definitely like, wait, are you going to use that on me? Not if I didn't have to. It was <laughs> going to be a last resort and I wasn't excited about it. Crashly, um, but it, it has a stun feature. But I'm not going to use that this time. I'm going to use the um, <laughs> kill feature. Or the zap feature. Set it to zap. set bug zapper to kill. <laughs> I'm setting it to zap for sure. No, so here is the thing. Okay. Normally, set uh-huh. it to zap. Is- <laughs> well, honestly, Crashly, go ahead and roll to kick some ass. Okay. Oh, it's a 25. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no. We're oh, dead. It's a six. Oh. Okay, but I want to use luck. Do yeah, it. Now's a good I time for I might as well. It. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. I forgot about luck. For, uh. <laughs> okay, luck. so yeah, go ahead, Crashly. You use luck, so you get an automatic 12. Yeah, that's Whoa. right. Whoa. So you get to inflict harm on the creature. This is at this point, this is Rebecca Ernst that you're hitting. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. so she is going to inflict harm back on you, and oh, you shit. get to pick something for this. Either you can give plus one to your next roll or to somebody else's next roll. You can inflict additional terrible harm. You can take less harm yourself. You can force her where you want her, or you can take something from her. Oh, I'm going to force her where I want her. Where's that? Um, in the the in the space where there's nothing. I want her out there. Wow. Okay. You know cool. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're just trying to throw her out of the power plant. Yeah. Like knock her into out. a dark corner for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, I mean, with your luck, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the the way that this works, you pull out this bug zapper. It's impressive. It should not be able to it should not be this powerful. It shouldn't be able to do anything, but you believe it is this powerful. Correct. You completely believe and and with the full force of your being and you all watch as this bug zapper that she pulls out of this sort of extra dimensional space grows wow. larger and sort of what stronger and crashly whips it back. 
and smacks Rebecca Ernst, and Rebecca Ernst just goes sailing and then goes through the plane that is the loading dock doors of the Haverford generating station and disappears. Like, ceases. I asked the other moth, um, do you want to try it? Tyler? Uh, Tyler, can I say... Tyler. Seeing this happen, I think I'm no longer hopeless. Okay. Right on. Yes. Then you, if you choose to, can go back to your old self. Or really, you tell us what what is... Yeah, what is the result of that? I think I shift back to... To add a bill with a mob. Great. Yeah, you do. You you go back to who you were before. Yeah. And you lose the hopeless condition. Uh, nice. I'm a moth again. <laughs> yeah, like you are a moth? No. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, maybe I do turn into a moth right now. Yeah, I mean, so here, here's what happened. Why don't we say this? I think this okay. is very fun. So I'm, I'm going to say, so Crashly, you do that. You know, as you, as you do hit, the one thing that happens is because you kicked some ass, you didn't choose to take less harm yourself, which means as Rebecca, as you knock her off of Adam, she kind of goes screeching and she reaches out and just claws at you and you feel some of your own essence pulled from you as she drains some life oh, from you fuck. so yeah. you are going to take your first harm in this entire wow. game oh, congrats uh, hey, congratulations oh you're gonna take two harm crashly as she Ooh. sucks and like kind of rips at your skin as she gets pulled but then the force of essentially your belief pushes her and she just goes and coheres she disappears into oh shit so the then possibility of the universe i will say instead of saying want to try it i say want to try it <laughs> yeah because i got hurt because you yeah, got hurt you got you're bruised up <laughs> a little bit and as you watch then you look back over and you see adam miller kind of collect himself that goth stuff goes away and instead the goth clothes disappear. He goes back to what he was wearing before, and giant moth wings sprout out from his back. Oh, cool! And I imagine that Adam Miller is then charging at Prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like flying at Prime. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna kick his ass. Great. Roll to I'm kick some like ass. Meanwhile, yeah. while you're doing that, I want to check in with Derek. What is Derek doing? Um, I'm like, wow, evil. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to point at Moth Prime and I am going to say, hey, now you bad moth. Hey, <gasps> get on out of here. Yeah. Go on, beat feet. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to use my <laughs> special move, cast out evil. Oh. oh, okay. Cast out evil. So roll with tough. Okay. Um yep. Oh, no. I rolled a 7. Hey, that's Okay, great. So it will take a little while for it to take effect, giving it time to make one or two actions. 
it will be on you aren't harming it when you're banishing it and you have no control over where it goes interesting oh i love that you can use it on unnatural hunters as well Mm. okay so you do that to prime who is currently just sort of frantically beating wings and fighting for supremacy with adam miller adam what was the result of your kick some ass roll I rolled a perfect a ten eye. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What is the extra effect you're taking? Uh oh, I should have looked at that. Um for kicking ass, I'm going to uh I wanna force him where I want him to. And where is that? I wanna get him out into the, the coherence too, or into, onto the vapid wasteland. Yeah. Great, yeah, you you do I mean you are going to take the full harm of his teeth attack. That's fair, that's fair. So you are going to take three harm as he oh rips God. into you. Ooh. Which I'm means you are currently unstable. I'm currently critical, I think. Oh, yeah, yes. You are critical and critically yeah. unstable. Oh, yeah. And critically acclaimed. <laughs> and critically <laughs> acclaimed. And he is ripping into you, but then you just... So how do you physically do it? Do you just, like, lift him and throw him, or... Uh, yeah, I think I'm like, I think I wrap my legs around his waist and I'm just like sort of like punching him like rapidly in the face. And then, uh, then I'm going to use my feet to sort of drop kick him out the door. Yeah, that's cool. Like you have your wings flapping. Yeah. Like I keep myself. Yeah. And yeah, I I think you do. And you, you can, I think this is what, I think what happens is there is a moment where, he is getting the upper hand on you. And then Derek kind of intercedes from the side, makes a motion. And you see just this moment where prime goes slack a little bit as the banishment starts to take effect. And then you take advantage of that to just drop kick him into the coherence. And he goes and he dissipates. Bye. 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all Bye. right man that was huh that was cool that yeah. was awesome um and then this is i a- uh pass out <laughs> yeah. oh no oh no oh no <laughs> oh, the I other was just thing- about to say that my berries were so razzed and then uh, <laughs> Shoot. i feel like a wet rag crashly because you use luck the other thing that happens is you can pick an aspect of the current situation and i will tell you what other conspiracies it connects to oh yeah do that um oh an aspect one aspect uh um i want to know about what's going on with dirk how how's dirk hell yeah (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) as you guys go you i i think this is what happens as as dirk goes to rushes over to adam miller to tend to him dirk's arm brushes against one of the runes kind of carved into the wall of the hallway of this power station and he winces and, and there's like a burning almost a burn sensation moment and you realize hey ow <laughs> <laughs> and you realize whatever Layla is and whatever Ryder Strong is because Ryder Strong I mean you guys ran away from him but he was just sort of slumped down completely helpless whatever is affecting them is a having some effect on Derek too. And he seems to be mm. similar to them. Oh, damn. Uh-oh. Were you on Boy Meets World too, Derek? 
I think so. You I don't have. Can I make a roll or something? I don't know what Boy Meets World is, but it sounds like something that happened to me. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to make a roll. You can just tell it. Like, uh, you can tell us. Like, I know that Derek might not I, remember, but do you? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna or use, do you want me to decide hands. for you? I'm gonna use lay on hands to like heal. Uh, I'm gonna heal Adam a little bit, and I'm gonna look. There's like a. When he looks up at me, it fe- it's almost like I'm backlit. Like there's like a glow behind me, um, and I say, "Adam, I don't know what that is, but it's probably based on me." <laughs> oh, wow! Damn, you're Corey Matthews for real. No, I'm Derek Fleifer. Oh, roll plus cool, Derek. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh! I, like ooh. Uh, I got a. <laughs> 10. Yeah, great. You heal two harm for uh, for Adam Miller and Adam, you are also stabilized. Cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Adam, they can't name the TV character after the real person. That would be literally oh. illegal. Oh my gosh. Oh, what about yeah. I love Lucy? She uh, wait, signed a special contract. I read about it. Oh. Or Burns and Allen. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you are talking about? Mr. Burns and Allen. Simpsons? Oh, yeah. Alan, Alan, no. Alan, and Alan? The and lawyers? Tim Allen from Tim, I don't, Tim the Two Man No, 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 Taylor? Burns and Allen. Great show. Probably Burns. the best show on TV right now. Uh, okay. Do you have cable? Listen. Like, um, that. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of great shows on right now. I wouldn't say Burns and Alice is <laughs> one of them. Yeah. No, Burns and Allen. You guys Sorry. don't know Burns and Allen? What, what do you live Have under you a seen rock? South Park? <laughs> no. Yeah, oh my God. South Park <laughs> is so, so funny. funny. Which yeah. park? South Park. South Park. Dude, okay. After mm. we save the day, I'm going to have a seriously uh, serious South Park marathon with you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Me what that too. is, but I'm game. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know what? I love fun. Uh, me too. It's like one of my favorite Dude. things. Uh, oh my I, God. I unzip awesome. the. Oh, you guys are awesome. I, I'm so intrigued by what you have going on here. Do you do stuff like this all the time? Yeah, uh, kinda. I mean, kinda. It was the last last two weeks for sure. Do you mind if I watch and like maybe sometimes help? We would love that. Honestly, that'd be uh, great. You're like a. Oh God, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but you're like a really positive CEJ. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I know CEJ. Uh, I go to school with him. Uh, and I, I unzip the air and I put my giant flaming sword back into nothing land. <laughs> wait, we might need that still. Oh, okay. And I take it back out. Great. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have it. And then, so just to cover on this, I'm just going to give a few bits of, of information here to let you all play freely. So yeah, Crashly... More specifically, I think you you certainly have gotten the pieces. You're a kid. You're a teen detective. Yeah. So you you piece together a few things. A the devil completely impacted by whatever these runes are and trapped here, just the same as Layla. Okay. The devil is an angel. You know that. You know Wait. angels often carry big flaming swords. So you are like, oh, I think Derek might be. An angel? An angel. You Whoa. then realize 
the other part of it, which is, oh shit, Layla might be an angel. Hey, Derek. Yeah? Do you have any sisters named Layla? Hmm. Because, like, the being causing all of this is named Layla, and I have reason to believe, like, she might be an angel. Now, at this point, I want to ask Derek a question. Derek, what is your relationship to someone like the devil and someone like Layla? Kind of the two two very large, two very big hitters. Where do you fall in, in the, the hierarchy of things? Uh, I'm very low tiered. And uh, I don't really associate with celestial powers or people anymore. Okay. So okay. I, I don't know that I've ever met like the devil or Layla. But no. I'm familiar with them. Like I know what they, who they are, and what they represent. Yeah, certainly. You also, I think, have known that Layla was trapped in Haverford the yeah. entire time. That's why I'm here. Oh, that's why you're here. Yeah. Oh well, wait. Do you know what to do about it? Like how to fix nope. it? Okay. Same. But it's probably good that you're here. Wait, yeah. when you say it's why you're here, who sent you? No one, but I've foreseen that you would be here. And you did? you would be here, and I point to Adam, and huh? also um, uh, Shamanda would be here, and that's the end of my list. Did you just decide <laughs> to come what, here? Wait, what about Miss Miss Wexler? I oh, know. Yeah. Who is that? Wait, you don't know Miss Wexler? N- nope. Weird. That's weird. Wait a second. What? <laughs> Do you only know about kids? Wait, is this an Alan slate or is this actually? <laughs> I feel like Alan's about to like reveal something about my character. I don't know. I don't know anything about you. Oh my, this is it's so interesting. Wow, it's so mi- funny too because you have the same last name as Barb Wexler. Wait, well, I'm not in the room, so I'm not. I'm not. You're not. Yeah, you're not there I'm at all. Part of this conversation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny that you bring up a Wexler though because she has the same last name as Barb Wexler, who is super important. Wait, Wait so, what's... Wh- how? How, yeah. Oh, she's got all kinds of, like, powers and spells, and she's really good at fighting monsters, and we probably will need her to deal with this demon situation. I think you mean Susan Wexler. Yeah, I think you got your Wexlers confused. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. But I have been wrong before, so maybe. The other thing that, Derek, you do know, as you said, that Crashly and and Adam and Shamander all are all part of this prophecy. The part that Crashly plays within it is Crashly is a little different than everybody oh. else, which I realize is kind of a, a vast understatement. Rude. If the coherence is all possibilities, and so everyday universe everyday life in the universe would be kind of the opposite of like decoherence crashly is something different which is crashly is incoherent <laughs> so it's it's not like all possibilities are one possibility crashly is just lacks definition within that that spectrum crashly is outside of the universal spectrum 
She is the fly in the ointment. She is like the grit in a clam's mouth. She's the the leftover from a, a division problem. Kind of all of the stuff that doesn't work in the universe cohesed in one person. That's Crashly. I've been doing cool. Swedish fish. Do you want some? Me? Mm-hmm. That's just what I've been doing the last couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Here yeah. you go. Can I, wait, can I have some? Mm, yum, yum, yum. So, yeah, sure. Derek, what are you doing in this I moment, love these. Derek? Are these like the predominant candy, would you say? No, nobody likes them but me, usually. Really? Yeah. Okay, Everyone's what's like, like, what's the go-to candy? Like, if a normal M&Ms. person, like Adam, was going to eat a candy, what would it be? Butterfinger BBs. Mm. Yeah, those are pretty good. <laughs> We're going to wow. cut back over to <laughs> Shamanda and Susan as you all walk into the the center core of the Haverford generating station. You walk in, you see, I think, Susan, This we, we'll, we'll say this from your perspective, as the, the softball girls pull you in, there is it's a large concrete room, very dark, filled, the walls filled with runes and ritualistic symbols. In the center of the room, off the ground, is held a being of force it, it, deeply covered in shadow there isn't skin it's more substance and it's it's almost pitch black her form has truly like a whole night's sky in it similar to a lot of the demons that you've seen or called forward over the years she has two enormous moth wings just hanging limply behind she is uh, again held by chains from all four corners of the room holding her there. And she has wires just rippling out of her skin and going crisscrossing every which way and going into the walls and into the vast batteries that seem to be put up at the edge of the walls and sort of surrounding this space. And you realize that she truly is the generating station for Haverford. Circled around her are the salamanders, those few remaining and they are crooning softly in worship and praise. And you see one other form there underneath Layla, slumped over unconscious. And you see the familiar form of your sister, Barb Wexler. Slumped over? Mm-hmm. She okay. appears to be unconscious. I'm just going to, well, 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 if this isn't the worst party I've ever been invited to. <laughs> and Layla. You can't see her face, Shamanda, but you hear her voice in your head, and she says, she must perform the ritual. Uh, the ritual? I, I mean, one, hello. <laughs> I am I just made this big entrance. <laughs> I got all my girls here. I literally got Bar- uh, Wexler here, no problem. And that's the first thing you say to me? You're Great. right. I apologize. I'm it's been a while hell. since I've... <laughs> been able to engage in social niceties with a peer. Welcome. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I was hoping for like a, some accoutrement, some snacks or something out, but sure, let's just get to your thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but what do you want with Wexler, of all, first of all? And she says... She has the ritual and can complete it. And if she does not, then we are stuck here forever. This is it. This is all that exists. This prison. The rest of everything is gone. 
and this is forced to remain until the bindings are broken. So, so okay, just so I, ha- I hear you clearly, all that nothingness that's outside, it will go away, or like this prison meaning this, um, this electrical power plant will go away, because you're the only one imprisoned currently, and all these girls, by my, my mind. <laughs> she chuckles and she <laughs> says, that was true once, but now we're all present, you most especially. You made yourself a celestial. You brought yourself up to the power of the divine. You can't leave. I mean, oh. I brought myself up to the divine to like do what the divine could not. I'm not going to do what you guys are doing. That's crazy. Um, I'm going <laughs> to tune in on her. Okay. Yeah, you do. Uh, so that's seven plus my weird. And just so I know, am I able to, uh, I guess, intercept this conversation? Can I hear this? You tell me. Uh, well, how about Chet is interpreted? Chet, I assume, can hear it, and he's given me the highlights. Real. I love that idea. Oh, yes, yeah, you're Chet, absolutely he's right. Probably messing yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. What it is is this is happening, uh, and you're just hearing like in your ear. Okay, and so she just said that uh, everything outside, and and then she's trapped, and then she's saying, and he's just doing that. And honestly, it feels a little bit like when you guys used to do pillow talk. Or when we go to the movies together and you just explain the whole movie as it was uh, happening. God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so Chet is sort of doing that and also being like, God, you smell really good, Susan. Oh, oh thank you. It's uh it's body spray. Ah. Yeah. Cucumber melon. I wish I had a body. <sighs> <sighs> and then he gets back into translating. <laughs> so yes, you you are getting word of all of this from chat are you doing anything about it um i well i don't think i want to show my hand quite yet that i can hear what's happening so i <laughs> am just gonna hang on for a second cool yeah. um and that was a nine on the tune in okay so then on tune in shamanda you can ask one of those questions below about layla so where is the creature right now what is she planning to do? Who is she going to attack next? What does she regard as the biggest threat? And how can I attract her attention? Who does she regard? I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this already. I want to know why she fears Wexler so much. Oh, she doesn't fear Wexler. She does not. She has no fear for Wexler. That's no. Why does she want her so bad? It's like the exact what she, What she fears is Wexler doing nothing. So, it, mm-hmm. like, to take the question of, like, what's the biggest threat? Doing nothing. The so she's all special. about that action. Ooh. And, and, like, you do feel, when she when she says that, like, you, <laughs> yeah, a few things. You look over your shoulders and you realize you have moth wings, too. Uh, and ew. you realize you have taken on. You, you didn't realize, you didn't think it all the way through. You have turned yourself into an angel. Just what? the same, because you took over as the queen of hell, you took over the mantle of the devil, and you got all of the perks that come with that, but all of the perks that come uh, with that, and wait. you realize you are fucking trapped. You, the, this power state, whatever the spell is that kept Layla here, you are stuck here too, 
and oh, you can this feel sucking bullshit. <laughs> sucking bullshit. And Layla's like, Layla just says in your head, "Yeah, this is what it's like. This is what they do to us. They tell us what they want. They bind us. They hold us. The universe could be anything." And what it chooses is always so small and so paltry. Let's just return to I what love it. Chicken. Sorry. <laughs> Let's Sorry. just. I know I should make jokes right now. You're late. No, out. I don't mind. I don't care. Nobody tells jokes to me. Nobody <laughs> does anything to me. I don't. I mean, that was pretty good. But also, look, I'll level with you on your level. If if she doesn't do the ritual, this is all that there is. Us in this power plant. That's it. That's the entire universe. It's inside this until that ritual happens. Once it happens, we get to go and join the coherence and we get to be anything and everything all at once. You know, I hear what you're saying. I really do. And uh, I've been training with Wexler for a while. And, you know, she's also my improv teacher. And she'd always say, you know, your first choice isn't always your best choice. So I. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can I sidebar with her real quick? I know, I know, I just came in here and I was talking a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm kind of like on some of my ideas, but you know, I'm young, and you've been trapped here for what centuries? No, but a while, yes. But okay, long. I mean, long Since enough for you to be upset about it. Ooh, yikes! Uh, that's when the Star Wars movies came out, right? <laughs> I never got to the movies. Oh, you I've so never much. had a chance to see a movie. Damn. I mean, so, so maybe this plane. Okay, I want to sidebar with Wexler. <laughs> Great. Wexler. Hey, uh, hey, girls, would you mind bringing Wexler over here? And they do. Also, Layla is not stopping you. Layla's like. She's chained. She's chained. and But also, she's not even protesting it. She's like, go ahead. And. Yeah, she's she's like been she's being very blunt. She's like, until that happens, as far as you can tell from her, I mean, you have telepathy, so you're kind of like seeing into it. She's like, there's two options. She does the ritual and we are freed from this and we all join the coherence or she doesn't do the ritual and we are all stuck here in this power plant for the rest of eternity. That like, okay, that that's all there is, is those two options as far as Layla uh sees it. And as far as before we do our sidebar, since mm -hmm. I've heard all this, do I understand what would be the two outcomes of if I do the ritual or if I don't? Do I understand what that would mean for like the living and have referred? Yeah. The let's see here. And if I need to use one of my holds on, uh, I think you do. You know, I think that is a perfect use of it. So I think that's probably sort of what's the best way to protect the victims. Broadly. Yeah, I was going to say that or like best way out. But yeah, whatever, whatever you think. I just kind of want to use that. Again, what Layla is saying is, is essentially that circumstances have led to a point where the end of the world has happened. And so either you crumble along with it and go and cohere and go back into to just possibility or you stay inside this place that binds everybody together but then you're just in this power plant 
So the I think what happens is is probably this, Susan. If you're asking like, you know, what happens to everybody else? I'm going to imagine that that's like a question that you're sort of murmuring to Chet while you're like thinking this through and Chet looks at you and he says, "Wait, honey, there is no anybody else. There's nothing outside these walls. It's all gone." So would it behoove me to do the ritual? Would it behoove everybody for me to do the ritual? That's I think that's all I'm trying to suss out if Chet has an answer to that or what's up. And Chet's like, I, I don't know. I mean, if you do the it sounds like if you do the ritual, the power plant goes away and, and we all just kind of disappear into I guess like quantum possibility, but you don't do it and we're all stuck here. Uh, I mean, so far as so far as Layla says, those are the options. I don't know that there isn't another option, but I don't know what it is. And I will say, out of character, you are welcome to do whatever you want. I have no idea what happens. This is what the situation Layla has created. (laughs) Is this? If you do something outside of it, who knows what the results are going to be. But it's time for some prop. Uh, That's right. uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I just didn't want to blow up the whole world. (laughs) Zip. (laughs) Well, and and to to that end... You don't want to blow up the whole world. Really, what we're encountering is you guys, through one one person's uh, elective choice regarding the fate <laughs> of their character, the world, the world, you are like the world is already preventing yeah. the end of the world. Kind of that ship sailed. Okay. So at this point, it's like, what do you do when the world already ended? And so you might be able to reboot the world, or you might be able to do any like. I, I think anything is on the table. Right. You are realizing in this moment, like, oh, fuck, this isn't like the apocalypse. So we, essentially, Susan in this moment realizes, oh, no, it's not like the apocalypse is about to ha- happen. The apocalypse happened about an hour ago. Okay. And I am looking over at Alan, and I'm not seeing a lot of guilt on his face. So that's <laughs> odd for me. He's just thinking about Monopoly right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, True. He's, he's actually ordering three more Monopolies. so while susan grapples with this information i'm going to cut back over to Derek, crashly and adam as you guys are running through the halls yeah so it's like four friends there's stan there's kyle uh, is it animated or not i'm confused it's animated but it's like done in like a paper style it's really cool right it's really like the muppets no and what i want to know in this moment what yeah. I want to know is, Derek, what do you care about? I, I mean, this is all just new and exciting. I haven't seen anything new and exciting in a while. But you also, I, I am I am curious, do you care that the apocalypse has happened? Because you know what this yeah, is. Yeah, I don't want that to happen because I'm good and I like good things. But you know that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. But But what's weird is it hasn't all happened. This place didn't participate, but the yes. rest of the universe did. And so that, that is seems not like what something... happened last time. So this last is time. really interesting to last me. Time. Yeah. So this seems like uh, I'm curious what you're doing in response to that. Uh, I'm, or how I'm much of it helping. you're telling the kids. Oh, I mean, I feel like they know. I'm more <laughs> interested in like, I don't understand because like, do their heads move? Like if it's paper, so it's stop motion. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I think they yeah. moved over to computers recently. But yeah, the first ones were completely stop motion. And like, did you took... see that movie that came out pretty recently? Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was like right. ten years ago. I was really little, so not that. F- oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, ago. you hear another sets of footsteps running from a intersecting hallway. <gasps> Ooh, someone's coming! Let's go! I fly up. Hello. There. Wait, can I fly? Yeah, you can fly. <laughs> you have wings. Oh, damn! Nice. Adam Miller, you fly ahead. You see two shapes running towards you. The familiar forms of Tom Nuts and Marcus Vermes. Hey, what are you two doing here? Are you salamanders? Oh, no, it's... No. Tom, it's it's a moth. Shoot it. Shoot it. It's one of those mothmen. Shoot it. All right, one second. Let me just load the musket. No, can I see this? <laughs> yeah, I I'd think like so. to play my second character, the coyote. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you see behind them the coyote walking up as well. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. Look at this good boy. Oh, that's cute. I'm going to use my lasso on his musket. Great. Yeah, you grab the musket. Tom, yeah. your musket gets grabbed. Wait, well, are we fighting them? I got a blunderbuss no. too. So I pull no, out a he's a good mothman, not a bad mothman. <laughs> There's no such thing, child. <clears throat> I'm not sure a there child. Is. I'm a teenage detective. So. Oh, we'll detect this. The world's over, and we need to do something about it. I know well, that. I already detected that. So why don't you cool your attitude, sir? And yeah, Marcus Wormies. For a guy who, like, couldn't talk to girls in high school, you <laughs> certainly are looking down on children a lot. And wow. honestly, you guys aren't even that much apart age-wise. There's, like, what, 30 years? <laughs> Marcus, <laughs> well, Marcus, you said that you were a ladies' man in high school. It's... Maybe uh, a mama's boy. Wow. <gasps> wow. You wow. Know, that, that would hurt Tom, my feelings. Tom walks to the other side. He's... <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that's, that's all it took <laughs> uh, it's just it's not like that he did, couldn't like talk to ladies it's that he lied and tom nuts does not like liars and marcus is like no tom no look we swore an oath on the chamber of commerce we it's we gone sw- marcus <laughs> we wow, swore to protect like this marcus town. is all hat and no cattle <laughs> wait marcus are you trying to protect this town or what you I've been do- trying to protect this town my entire life. Okay, so tell us what we can do about it. Because right now, I'm the authorities. Respect my authority. I get it? No, do Dude, you get get it, Derek? I don't, Adam, I don't understand. I get it. That's yeah. Cartman. It's Cartman. Oh. It's from South Park. Yeah. Anyway, respect my authority. A, a Burns and Allen reference. Oh, God. I don't. Nobody oh knows God, what that is. South Park steal everything from Burns and Allen? <laughs> What are you trying to get Marcus Vermes to do? Tell us what to what he thinks needs to happen. I have like, no idea. I just okay, came well, here to ensure that our investment was secured, and then I looked outside, and there was no outside. Oh, brother. Okay, so um, she just I'm, can't get out. I mean, that's the whole point. That's what we exist to do: is to protect her. And what's and who exists to do? The Chamber of Commerce. You exist to protect Layla? Well, we exist to protect the bindings that hold Layla. The chamber. So are you saying that when this whole state of Superior was founded, it was founded around capturing and 
demon and hooking her up to the power station? No, I am saying that the whole state of Superior was created because we captured an angel and (gasps) did the other things you said. You captured an angel and hooked her up to power your town? No, I did not. I was too young to have done that. That was instead Philidus Haverford IV. I just took over his mantle after he retired. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Philidus. Yeah, that's right. You know Philidus? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the little angeling creature here, Tom, that I told you about. The one that's been just sort of hovering on the peripheries of our town for the last 20 years. Oh, that's an angel? Wait, which one's the angeling? The one with wings or the one that has got a flame sword? Yeah, that is confusing. But the one with the flame sword. So I'm sorry, Marcus. Um, you're a real piece of work. So you and the your boss, Philidus, en- enslaved an angel to, pa- to as a at the power station to like make our pa- lights go on and and make no. Tom's nets store have like uh, security cameras and stuff and 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 you didn't think maybe something would go wrong nothing did go yeah. wrong all right we have a, a beautiful 51st state and an, a beautiful town we have outlet malls yes, yes we do have power but that wasn't the point that was just an ancillary benefit wow what Marcus. was the point the point yeah. was to create the, the point was to create superior and well, you forgive me, forgive you're my chasing. language, but you sound like a real rattle cap in that story. I agree. And you're chasing your own tail because at first you said, wow, I'm getting steamed, mister. First, you said <laughs> that, it, it, that that Superior was founded because you stole an angel. And now you're saying that you stole the angel to found Superior. So which is it? Lasso no, of truth. Woo, woo, woo. We did. I start rubbing at Crashly's back to try to help her calm down. Thank you. Coyote's going to go stand next to Crashly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pet its head. Yeah, and Marcus is just like, I don't understand why this is so difficult for these children. Tom, you understand. <laughs> huh? Honestly, uh, I just know nets. <laughs> <laughs> Philidus Haverford had the grand idea to help form a 51st state. <laughs> Philidus. <laughs> <laughs> there was one way to do it. As he saw it, he... Found a means of capturing an angel used her power to help us make a few small changes to the course of events and the state of superior formed. My grandpa made the net. It's this one right here. And Tom Tom Nets holds up a net. Yeah, and Tom has a very weird net. And Derek, it is a fucking terrifying net to you. Did Derek just disappear? Derek? Derek? Away. Whoa. I'm Derek? terrified. Oh, he's just scared. <laughs> oh, he turned he to the side and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hey, you better put that net away. Yeah. What does Tom okay. do? He puts it away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would it seems like these... we all have the same problem. <sighs> yes, yeah. it does, doesn't it? No, you know what, though? I think that you two need to apologize to Layla. So um, I'm going to tie them up with my lasso and drag them after. I'm over this. We got to get this figured out. So I'm going to tie them up with my lasso and drag them in that room. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't. That sounds fine to me. I, I don't. <laughs> Marcus is like, what are you doing? We're going the same direction. You don't need to tie me up. I'm. Well, I do because I'm 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 PO'd. Just okay. let her do it, Marcus. Let her have her day. Fine. Can I, I mean, tie I them can... up? Sure. I've never yeah, to do you that deserve before. that. <laughs> uh, I I <laughs> tie them up, but it's like a lot of like looping. I'm like, oh yeah, people love using their hands. So there's like just a lot of rope <laughs> around their hands. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's it's mainly a formality. <laughs> Mar- Marcus is just sighing heavily, and he's like, wow. I'm glad you never tried to do anything to stop us before, young <laughs> angel creature thing, because it would have been quite embarrassing for you. Yeah, I think Tom's helping with the knots a little bit. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is uh, this right here is oh, called wait, the sailor's over knot. Over and then under, under, yes, over, around over and then under. Remember, the rabbit goes around the tree, then he goes okay. into the burrow. Okay, <laughs> like this. Yeah, oh, there you go. <gasps> I did it. <laughs> and then we'll cut forward to. <laughs> Walking into the central chamber of the Haverford Generating Station where Shamanda and Susan and Barb and the Salamanders and Layla all are. Gang's Come all in. Derek, Adam, Crashly, Marcus, Tom, and the Coyote. Hi, Shamanda. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> going to see. I can recognize Derek as an angel pretty much instantaneously, can I not? You can. So... I think what I'm going to do since I'm talking to Shamanda, who's also a celestial, be like, you know, we're not really on the same side anymore, but we do work really well together. Uh, to Shamanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just work so well together. And I know that when you don't know what to do ever, the best thing you can do is call a friend. And I'm going to grab Shamanda's hand, reach out for Derek, and summon CEJ. Aww. Wow. Oh, okay. Whoa. Go ahead and roll to do some magic. Oh, Lord. Let's see here. Well, it looks like it's probably going to be a luck. It's, it's, you know what? I spend a luck. Oh, All yeah, right. you do. Yes. Because it was a two. Nice. Oh, dang. Wow. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> that's the worst you can roll. That is the worst <laughs> you can roll. One. This is great. I was okay. like, this is going to change everything. And then I rolled a two. Okay. So, Susan, you are going to, yeah, it works without issue. So, you are going to summon a quote-unquote monster into the world which is the spirit of cej is that (laughs) Uh, correct yeah i think so i'm yeah okay great and as you summon cej's spirit as you do the magic for this you're holding on to shamanda's hand shamanda do you resist it or do you let her grab your hand um i let her and i whisper can i have a sprite when this is over (laughs) oh i've got i've got one for you so in this moment in which you are pulling CEJ essentially out of non-existence, out of all of the myriad possibilities, you are pulling his spirit back from the one possibility that you all lived in. You look and you realize a horrible fact, Susan, as the luck cost is going to go into effect, which is when you spend luck, you discover something happening now is related to something you were involved in years ago. Oh, God. And you realize something as you look over and you see your sister's prone form. She has an open manuscript in her hands, and you see all of the accoutrements for a ritual surrounding her, and it's clear that the salamanders tried to have her do a ritual, and it just didn't work because your sister's not the magic user you are, and you realize where that ritual is contained because you see the manuscript she's holding, and it is (gasps) the manuscript of Susan Wexler's 
Monster girth. No. No. Oh, no. And is Barb, do I think Barb is dead? You don't, necessarily. Okay. She looks like she just was overwhelmed by the magic. But you realize that pretty hot magic sex scene that you had written in, mm-hmm. the magic parts of it might have had some more teeth to it than you thought. <laughs> than you thought. That sex scene had some teeth also, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it did. Hey. So you realize that as you pull forward the spirit of CEJ into this room, and that's where we'll end our session yeah! for today. Ah! He's back! <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, give us a rating on iTunes, tell your friends, or even better, tell us directly yourself on social media. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Mystery County. We'd really love to hear what you think. Until next time, enjoy pondering all the possibilities of your own coherence. I just think it's fun to have hands. <laughs> yeah. Hands are neat. Yeah. Okay, it used to just be this flaming wheel of eyes, and now I have hands. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Allie Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.